Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today is British Supersport, Junior Supersport uh, racer, Chloe Jones. She, uh, she raced, like I said, in the BSB uh, category, and she is a fun chat. I, I can see her racing in maybe Moto3 or maybe in uh, World Superbike. She's a fun girl. She's a fun chat, and uh, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it. Enjoy, my friend, Chloe Jones. I'm asking you a question, Why Do you like her? Why Do you like her? I think she's great. I think she's a pro. I'm going to see her in Moto3 one year. A Moto, maybe Moto2 with Jake Dixon. Hey, it's BC with Tails from a Gemini. And, man, I'm... I'm on a high right now. I just got to, and it's weird because I I just did a podcast with somebody I think it might be your future employer. Do you know about the uh, Angeles Women in Sports uh, company? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I was talking to her. I was talking and I mentioned your name. I said, if you need a writer, I said, I'm going to talk to Chloe Jones next. And I, and I, and I already pumped you up. So you might have another job. Perfect. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 I said, you know what? I was looking, I was looking you up, and I go, you know what? This girl's got it. So you might have another job by next year, and if you do, I want to cut. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. How, how, you, how you doing? How you doing? How, how you feeling? By the way, I know you had a, a crash in uh, your second race in Snetterton. So yeah, how you feeling? Yeah, so it was, to be honest, it was just a slow class crash. The turn two at Snetterton is quite slow anyway. It's just second gear. So luckily I'm, I got I avoided an injury and the bike, to be fair, there was only a broken mudguard. So it wasn't really a big crash, but it was just gutting really. But no, we have next weekend at Brantach, which I'm looking forward to. Man, I was so... You, you posted a clip on your Instagram and you were this close from getting a podium. I mean, does it still burn in you? Like, right, I mean, from opportunity missed? Yeah, so on the first race of the weekend, I started third, where my two teammates were first and second as well. So that was that was good, really. And then in the race, I just missed out by 0.016 to the podium. Oh. And now I look back at it, I'm like, it was so close. Like, it's unbelievably close. But no, I was happy with fourth because it was my best result. But I was still, like, a bit down that I just missed out on third. But no, I was happy enough with fourth. But, of course, I wanted to get third. But does, does it eat at you? Because, I mean, you were so close. So does it, like, it's almost like that person person that gets the silver medal in the Olympics they're this close to getting a gold medal so it's like that it kind of like eats at you you know like ah, I could have so does it eat at you or, or or has it inspired you to go when you go to Brands Hatch that you know you're looking forward to that podium because you were that close yeah that's the thing I was on a high for the second race and I knew I could do it I knew I could be up there and I think it gave me that bit of confidence just to like say like to myself as well that I can do it and I was basically on the podium that's how I say it but um I look back at the race now and I, I can just see that I just pulled out the slipstream a bit too early whereas if I just maybe kept in it a little bit longer then maybe I could have walked third but no it's all we're learning every time we go out so no brands is definitely I'm I'm, I'm on a high for brands anyway oh uh, you I, I can tell by the way you're talking you can't wait can you no, I can't wait for it. I, I, you know, she feel. I feel like she's a boxer that's like got all the training done, and she can't wait to rip somebody's head off. That's what you're like. You're just like, yeah, I can't wait. Like, I, I just feel that in you, man. <laughs> you know, I look. I was looking you up, and most racers, they start when they're some get on a bike at three, four. You didn't get on a bike until you were ten years old, eleven years. Yeah, old. it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit late. It was like when I was about 13. So I was kind of late anyway. And then I just rode the mini bikes. 
for a couple of years and then eventually I stepped onto the 300 a couple of years later where people were just telling us to go on it a bit earlier but we didn't want to rush it we wanted to just do it slowly really because I went from the adult class to the to BSB basically so it was, well, that was kind of a big step already but we didn't want to go from like being in the junior class on like a 140 pit bike to like a 300 straight away on British tracks so we just wanted to build up to it really but no we did quite we did start quite late but I'm enjoying every second of it and every time we go out we're learning and just enjoying it even more than we already do Oh, what took you so long? Like, what were you doing? Being a bum? I mean, what took you so long? Um, I don't really know. My dad's friend used to go all the time. I mean, my dad used to go over him. My dad used to mechanic for him. So I don't know. I just didn't really, like, I wasn't really too interested in it. And then, like, they went to the mini bike just for a little play around. And I saw this little mini moto and I sat on it. And then from there, I just wanted to have a go. My mum and dad bought me, like, a little, like a cheap, a really cheap Chinese one and I crushed it about nine times in my first race <laughs> but every single time I got back on but um since then I've just like grown up the bikes and then obviously now I'm on the 400. So what like what was your life like before bikes like what kind of girl were you were you like were you mischievous were you a good girl were you just like or were you like didn't know where you wanted to go in life? Uh, I don't even remember. Like I look back now and I just did, I don't even know what I did with my life. I was just at school, getting in trouble all the time. Um, just start playing all the time. But no, I look back now and I'm like, I don't know what I was doing in that time. I don't know what I was doing with my weekends because now we basically have no weekends off, which I obviously I love. But, um, but no, I don't, I don't know what I was doing before that. I know, but I ask you that, but you don't remember. But still, you're only, how old are you? How old are you? Uh, 19 now. You're only 19. How do you not remember I mean, I, sh- I, should be the- I should be the one going, I can't remember. I'm I'm older than you by a lot. So it's like, I don't remember a lot of things, but I have an excuse. You're only 19. So how do you, know- how do you not remember the-, the years before you were on a motorcycle? That was the, that was a boring life. It's fat now. <laughs> now, would you consider yourself a daredevil? Like, I mean, like, or an adrenaline junkie? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, okay, so you like going fast? Do you, I mean, what, what exactly about motorcycle racing do you enjoy? Do you enjoy the competition? Do you enjoy the fact you might win or do you just hate losing? Because there's, there's three different things. Uh, I kind of just like it all, really. I like the speed. I like everything about it, really. I just love riding, being with my friends. And to be fair, it's kind of like you get your own little family there as well. Like you've obviously got your family at home and then you go racing and you're always together. And it's kind of just like another family. Like our team's a family. I've got all my friends there and it's just, we're all riding together. We're all enjoying it. Obviously we all, we're all there for the same thing to win, but no, like just building up to it as well. I just love it all really. Obviously I don't like the crashing or coming last or coming not first or second or third, but no, all of it I just love. Okay, you said like what really pisses you off during a race weekend? Like what really like like makes you just like okay, don't don't talk to Chloe for a little bit, let her cool down. Like what really makes you mad? Um, probably when people take me out. <laughs> uh, no, like to like I got really frustrated in the second race because people were just like there was a crash in front of us and it kind of like split the group up and everyone was just like just die bombing each other when they could just see that first place was getting away. And I'm like, we should all just work together and then catch back up. But like, no one was having any of it. And we just die bombing each other still. Honestly, when I'm watching that, I get pissed off. I'm like, you guys could catch him if you would just go like yeah. this. And the and the fun. Have you ever done this to where the rider in front just kind of pats the back, like get to yeah. the back of me? <laughs> they and, just don't listen. And no one does it. No one's like, no, I'm faster than you, so I'm gonna try to pat yeah. you. <laughs> like, has that ever happened to you? Uh, I've done it and got done it back to me as well. But like, it's just that like you're in race and you don't want to follow anyone, do you? You don't really think, but no. 
Sometimes I do it, but not really often. <laughs> I just think it's funny how you're saying, yeah, I hate them to do that. But then you do that. It's like they're getting, yeah. they're getting away from us, guys. Let's get together, work together. But no one wants to yeah. work together. No, no one was working together. And that's what like, that was basically what caused the crash, really, because everyone was just diving with each other and not working together. Now, we always always talk about the red mist. All of you riders have the red mist, you know, where you get, you know, you know, a dive bomb or somebody cut your, yeah. cut your nose off. Like, when's the last time you had that bad, the red mist bad, where you, it took you a long time to simmer down? Right? Like, you weren't trying to hear nobody talk. Um, uh, I wasn't too bad on the weekend. It, like, annoyed me a bit, but I was just, I wasn't too bad. But, um... I don't really know, probably every race, to be honest. I'm always like that. I always get so angry. Um, <laughs> but no, not too bad recently. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do you have a short fuse? I mean, are you like irritable really quickly? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> what, okay, what's your, what's your sign? Like, what's your zodiac sign? Maybe are you a Taurus the bull? What are you? No, um, what's December? Uh, I forgot what that is. I don't know what December is. I think it's Sag uh, Sagittarius or something like that. Well, well, when's your birthday? When's your birthday? December the 15th. We're going to find this right now. How about that? December the 15th? I'm going I'm to do it right now. So I'm going I'm to see if, 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 okay. What zodiac sign is December the 15th? Watch this. It is a Sagittarius. So that, yeah, that, that means that you were born, uh, the, the sun was in the sun. I don't know what that means. But okay, I guess the personality wise, <laughs> I guess it means you get irritable really quickly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what do you do to calm down? Like, uh, like I know you have to be while you're racing, but what do you get to calm down when you come back? Because everybody, no matter what athletic contest, it can be darts. And if you lose, you get mad. But then after a while, you calm down. What gets you to calm down? What calms you down? Uh, I just put myself to the side and just like think, oh, it's not the end of the world. It's just one race, like one practice, one qualifying. And you can always improve on it, really. Like you've got another race. It's, it's at the end of the season. It's a different story. But like right now in my situation, I've still got a load of races left and I can just go angry there. So I can say, oh, remember what happened last round? And then just, I ride better when I'm angry, basically. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you can, you can manage your anger. So that, that is definitely like anger sometimes. management. Sometimes. Sometimes. When, sometimes, it, when, sometimes. It, when has it gotten out of hand to where like you go, uh-oh. Um, I don't know. When people take me out, I get really angry. Like I got taken out like a couple of years ago and then I got really angry at the person and just started having to go on, like, on the track side. But um, no, I've got better since then. And I just kind of just like walk away. And you just have to walk away because you'll just get in more trouble, won't you? Have you ever shoved anybody? Like, well, somebody took took you out, but they ended up taking both of you guys out, and you got up and you kind of maybe screamed. Nah, at them. nah, I'm, nah, I'm not. No, I'm not that bad. Okay. Oh, wow. I like this, man. You are a little bull. I love this. Uh, now, are you uh, like an only kid, or you're the oldest, or you're a middle kid? Uh, I'm the middle. I've got two. I've got two sisters. One's younger and one's older than me. So it's like the Jan Brady complex. Do you, do you know? Do you know who Jan Brady is? Do you know who Jan Brady is? I've, I've heard, but I don't really know. <laughs> it's it's an American show. It was called the Brady Bunch, and you know about the Brady Bunch? No. Oh, oh, oh God! Oh my God! I'm dating myself. But here it is: it's an American show, <laughs> and it was a uh, it was a uh, a guy. It was a guy had three sons, and this woman had three daughters, and they met. They fell in love and they had a family and it was six of them. They called them the Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch. And Jan Brady was the middle child. So 
they kind of had pity on her because, like, you know, the oldest was the oldest. So, you know, they bestowed all the attention on her because she was the firstborn. And the youngest, of course, they had, you know, it's the youngest. So they got to, but so the middle one always felt neglected. And they kind of had to, you know, it was really weird because they, they had to actually treat her even more better because they felt like they neglected her. So do you felt, yeah. do you feel like maybe being a middle kid, you have to show like you went to racing and that was your way of getting the attention, uh, to get attention from your parents, maybe subliminally. Um, no, not, not really. Cause my sisters do their own thing and my mom and dad are just spending all their time with me basically. <laughs> so we go racing every weekend pretty much. So it's basically what about me anyway. So that's what I, that's what I just said though. Think about it. That's what I just said. So you're the middle kid. Yeah, so, you, so you're getting all the attention. Yeah, 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 true, yeah. <laughs> Chloe, I love it. I I feel like you're about to rip my head off. And I felt so bad this weekend because I knew you were racing, but I'm trying to I was trying to get I was uh I, I work on, on on a cruise ship and I was I was I was middle of the ocean trying to get guests and I'm trying to hit you up and I you were racing and I felt so bad. I was like, oh my God, she's during a race weekend, she's trying to get her head right. I'm going, hey, so can you do the podcast? And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I felt so bad because I mean, I know how you got to get your head right. And I'm going, hey, so can you do like maybe two? Like, you know? So I apologize. I apologize for it's that. It's all right. It's and, fine. And I love the quote you have on your uh, Instagram. It says, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan not the goal yeah so when it, so it did you get did you write that quote yourself did you find that quote and go that that's me uh i just wrote it myself basically it's just how i was thinking after the last year i was obviously i rode the 600 all last year and it just didn't really work out so we went back to the 400 this year and as uh, i'm enjoying it a lot more and it just proves that the crew the quote is just how i feel that's that's a beautiful quote, and so it, it it's like so. What's your overall goal then? Um, to start off the year, it was just have fun again and just enjoy it. And I've already, I've already met that. So now it's just that step further and just get the podium that I was so close to last round. So I've got a couple of rounds left to do it, and obviously I want a podium and obviously the win, and then just be as high up as the championship as I can. Because right right now I think you're tenth, right? Uh, yeah, tenth or ninth, something like that. So what what do you think? is possible uh, a realistic possible for you to finish the season at? um well realistically by the end of the year i could finish second but i'll be happy with top five wow wow it's okay so what's your strong point what are you really really good at and what do you and what is your weakness to where you have to really work at um my weakness is definitely being aggressive like i just need to be that like the first couple of laps I always get beaten up like in the race on saturday i led I led for a little and then just got beat up on well, the first lap, to be honest. Um, I like got duffed up the inside and then like two others come past and it's like, I just, then I get wound up and then like, I just need to do it all again, basically. So that's kind of like a weak spot for me is like just being more aggressive. It, is it because, um, cause I was talking to my last guest about this. It's like, it, when it comes to like racing with, with women and men, I think road racing is, about as even as you get. I think in motocross, there's a little bit of a difference because it's a little more yeah. physical. So I think road racing is, is a little more even. So is there like, is it the pack racing that may, maybe makes you a little, uh, maybe not as aggressive or is that, is that what scares you maybe? Um, I would say scared me, but it's kind of like just hard because you never know what's going to happen next, basically. So in my race, especially like there was a group of like 
15 of us. So like, you just, you never know what to expect really. You can get someone dive bombing you. Like the weekend I just got dive bombed. And like, if I wouldn't have sat up, then we would have both been down. So you always have to like plan that. And like, it's only because I just saw them out the corner of my eye that I had to sit up and then they went past and then like another two went past. So that's the only reason that happened. But um, I'm not really, as you say, I'm not really too scared of it. It's just like, you never know what's going to happen next. Is there a rider that you really just don't get on with? I mean, I know, you know, there's competition where like, you know, even if, even when there's physical competition, I used to wrestle and, you know, did a little uh, martial arts and, you know, like for that period, yeah, you're competing, but afterwards you're cool. Is there somebody that on the grid where you just like really just don't like? You do, no names. You don't have to give any names. There's a couple. There's a couple. There's a couple. There's a couple. No names. There's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and what and what don't you like about those people what don't you like I don't know I just hate how they ride like some of them are just so stupid that like you're like you just have to sit back and be like what are you doing like sometimes it just makes no sense like <laughs> like, like what do they do what do they do to make you go geez what what are you doing what did, what did they do recently that made you go who gave you a helmet everything like honestly there's just one like there's like three probably riders in my class that just have no idea what they're doing basically <laughs> but it's just funny to watch because they're all they're doing something right obviously because they're always at the front but it's just like how are you even doing that <laughs> <laughs> now the bad part about this weekend i, I knew uh i didn't know the person personally but there's a a girl one of the on girl on one of the teams she decided to take a step back and not race it. Actually, two, because I think your former uh, teammate, Lissy, she's not going to race yeah. anymore. And uh, another girl from, um, I don't know what team, but she decided to take a, a break. And I think because of a negative comment, I don't know uh, the whole extent, but I think it was negative comments on either social media or somebody talked to her or whatever. And she decided it wasn't fun anymore. So she's taking a step back, which is good because you want to be in the right mental space when you do what you guys are doing. Yeah. Like, do you know anything about that and what and what happened? Uh, I basically know it all, but it, it, it's, it's kind of like, it, it wasn't really to do with that. Like loads of people are saying it, like, I know basically all of it, but it's not really, it's kind of just like, I don't know how to say it about being rude, but like, it's kind of like, not really anything bad, but it was just, I think something was said and it was taken the wrong way, basically. Okay. 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 But, and, and I'm not going to ask which one but, it was. Um, okay. Okay. I'll say you at the end. Okay. <laughs> so who, now, is there a camaraderie among you ladies? I know, like, you know, you're racers, so it's it's competitive. You know, you don't care if there's another woman there. But afterwards or whatever, and, you know, during the downtime, is there a certain camaraderie among you uh, ladies, and is it good to see other females there? Or, or does it make a difference? Yeah. Um, to be fair, like everybody says that it doesn't matter if it's a boy or girl or a girl or a boy, whatever, but you always want to be the fastest girl. Like every, nobody admits it, but you, you just do like I do, everyone else does, but obviously you want to be the fastest person overall, but you've also got the bit as well where you want to be the fastest girl. And I, I can admit that because I do. And I, I know everybody does as well, but it's just, I don't know why they don't admit it, but it's just like something that I don't admit, but I do. And I think obviously you want, as I said, you want to be the fastest like out of everyone, boy or girl, no, girl no matter what, but yeah, I see a difference in it, but it's again, it's also nice to see all the girls as well doing it. So like, you wouldn't, you don't go around like having a go at them or like slagging them off. You just want to like encourage it basically because I help like younger riders as well that are not even in my class that are girls as well. And it's like I've inspired some people as well to do it as well. So that's also always nice to see as well. Yeah, how how do you take it? I mean, because when you're in it, sometimes it's hard to see. That's why everyone needs a coach in life because. Yeah. 
when you're in something, you don't see it from the vantage point of a coach. I mean, that's why as great as Michael Jordan was, he needed a coach as great. as yeah. You know, that's why like in American football, they get on a telephone and call to the people up in the tower because they see what you don't see. So like, but do you realize what you're doing for, say, somebody coming up, say a young girl coming up and go, oh, if she can do it, I can do it, you know, and you're competitive yeah. and you're winning. So, I mean, you know, you're very competitive. So, do I mean, do you feel that maybe responsibility? Yeah, so obviously I always help people out when I'm out or if they're girl or boy, like I just love helping people out and it's just nice to see that there are girls coming up in this sport and obviously I've done it all myself, I've been through what they're doing, I've just gone through the same steps as they have so like anything that I can, like tips I can give them or like negative stuff that I can give them to tell them what to do, then it's always just a positive that I can help out where I didn't get the help basically. Who's been your role model? Maybe even if it's not with bikes, but in your life, like who was your role model in life where you go, yeah, I, I want to, you know, like they, either, like you wanted to pattern yourself after them or they set a good foundation for what you wanted to do. Um, you've obviously got like, for me, it was kind of like the female rider. So Anna Carrasco, for example, like she is on the same bike that she won the championship on the same bike I am on now. So it's obviously a, a positive there like she won the world championship on it and that's definitely not easy and I'm in the British championship so it's always nice to see that and that's what kind of just spurred me on especially on the 400s that I'm on now when she won the championship did you like would you, you scream and yell like yes we did <laughs> I mean did you uh no but it was nice to see that she did do it and that it's not just the boys that are winning the world championships as well I, I you know I I I love that when I just love it, talking to people who, you know, they're kind of like the minority in the sport, you know, like, and I love it because there's just a certain kind of, I think you root for them more, like the underdog. I like the underdog story, let's put it that way. You know what I mean? And I like it, females like it, it's a male dominated sport. And you know, I like to see them win. And I, I like to see them be competitive and like, you know, show, like, hey, man, we're just as good. We just, you know, for some reason, somebody didn't. Uh, there wasn't anybody we could look up to, but now that we have somebody to look up to, then look out because here we come, you know? So other than Anna, and maybe just in life, who have you, who else have you looked up to? Um, Valentina Rossi, everybody's obviously said that, don't they? Everybody says that he's a hero and there's obviously a reason why, because he is. And I think he's just inspired so many people just by like, how he rides and like how he goes around things as well. It's just always nice to see and it was always nice to watch as well. When did you realize you had to step your game up? You know, like, I mean, because you were winning on the little bit, like the mini bike. I know, like, your first year you won the championship. I was reading it. I go, yeah. so, you know, there's a time when you're the big, you know, you're the big fish in a little pond and you're doing well. But then you reach a level, you go, oh. So when was, when did you realize, at what moment you realized, I need to step my game up to if I'm going to be compete, competitive? Uh, it was kind of like two, two times, really. So the first time I stepped up to the British Championship, uh, I never, I rode like the 300 that I rode like maybe four or five times on a track day. Then I stepped up to the British tracks and um, that was a big game changer. And then obviously last year when I stepped up to the 600, um, I definitely wasn't ready for it, but I got offered a like amazing deal basically. And it was like a stupid question really. And I was never going to say no to it, but that was definitely an eye opener for me. And it's just like, you, I've never been to the tracks before on the 600 and just straight away, they're already hitting that like, record pace. And it's like, come on, I haven't even learned the track yet. So that was definitely an eye-opener as well. What was your, uh, what was your biggest, I always ask riders this question, uh, your, best, your biggest oh shit moment. 
because I asked Sean Kelly, Sean Dylan Kelly this, and he was telling me when he was in uh, Red Bull Rookies Cup, he said he really thought he was on it. I mean, he's like, he's pinning it. He thinks he's going to a turn. And he said, Raul Fernandez comes by him like, when he goes, oh, shit, this is what I got to do. So what is your uh, biggest oh, shit moment in racing? It's probably the same, to be honest. Like the first weekend on the 600. No, actually, no, not the first weekend. It was probably... Uh, Alton Park so obviously Alton Park's up and down track wheelies everywhere without even you trying or like you could be sat on the front of the bike and it was still just wheelie so I thought I was like proper going for it over like the hills and like wheeling over it and then someone just comes past the side of me like wheeling like 12 o'clock wheeling I was just like what like I just did not understand it <laughs> I've been to Alton Park matter of fact I've been to I've been to um, Cadwell I was at Cadwell yeah. And I went to Alton Park, and then I rode Donington, and uh, I went to watch Silverstone. But yeah, I went to four, in the seven days I was in England, I went to four tracks and rode one. Jesus. Yeah, I rode one. So yeah, I, I know a little bit. I mean, I'm not like you, but I know a little bit. I still haven't, <laughs> I, I still haven't gotten a knee down, no. I still haven't gotten a knee down. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm just pissed off at myself. I'm not as good as you, but I, st- I, got, this clo- I got about this close to getting a knee down. So I need help. I lost it. I'll have to come over there and do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> so, like, what, what kind of overall goal? Like, do you want to be, like, how how, long, how far do you want to take racing? Let's put it that way. Would you, would you like to go maybe uh, race over in Europe? Oh, well, you're already over in Europe. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, in, maybe, like, the Moto3 or, yeah. or maybe World Superbike or World Supersport 300. So, obviously, the main aim for everyone is MotoGP. But being more realistic it's probably like well super bikes or something like that of course this year I'm on a 400 um maybe 400 super sport or like the 600 class as well obviously the main aim is MotoGP everyone everyone's is it's all everyone's being stream but being more realistic of the choices I have and have had so far it's probably well super bikes I think world super sport 300 would be a good for you but I honestly I think it I think Moto three. I, I really think you do a good job in Moto three. I think. I mean, I think with that team coming up, I I just I feel now is the right time. And 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 there's something about those. The, I I've been to three of them, so it's something about those British tracks and what you guys do. You have such narrow runoff, and I just think you guys are tough. I mean, there's something about the British riders. I think coming from those tracks with that little runoff makes you guys a little more tougher. So I think Moto Three, I think you do a good job in. I think. Yeah, I've never actually, I've never actually rode one to be honest. But there's that obviously the new girls championship as well, which nobody knows what bikes they're on yet. So hopefully, like we find out soon what they're going to be on and then like maybe that could be an option for next year we're not really too sure yet but how do you feel about an all women's gym because in a way it's great because it shows you can showcase women in a positive in a positive light and it's great maybe gets people like they they wouldn't normally been seen but also in a way it's like you know it's all women so you want to be with the best of the best so how do you how do you look at that um, I, I agree, I agree with it, but then I don't agree with it because like, imagine if they set out a new boys championship, then like it would all just kick off, wouldn't it? So obviously I would do it. Like personally, I would, I would do it. I like the idea of it. I like how they've made it. So it's about girls so they can get more recognition. They can make it like even make a job out of it. It was saying on the like little document thing that they were talking about it. So 
obviously nobody knows what bikes they're on yet obviously it's run side run alongside the world super bikes but again like they, we don't know what bikes it's on yet and if they choose or you get selected or like you have to apply for it so who even knows who's going to get in it like none, none of the uk girls could maybe get in it but it's like I would do it, but then again, I would also want to race against the boys as well. So I would obviously do that and then British championships as well. So I'm still racing against like the boys and the girls as well. Like, so it's mixed. I'm at the British talent cup. You ever thought about trying out for that? Um, I went for the application once, but I got through to like the last stage, but um, I never actually got through to it. Um, but I've never, as I said, I've never rode a motor three and I'm probably too old for the, because the British talent cup one now ends at like 16 or something. Oh, you're too old at 19. Wow. Yeah. Why wow, you're an old lady at 19. Oh my gosh, Chloe, you got to hang it up. About to hang them up. <laughs> so, so what do you like to do for fun? I mean, I know it's all racing and that, that's, that's your passion, that's your life, but what do you like to do off the track to have fun, to, to, to get away? Or do you get away? I mean, is it all racing all the time? Yeah, pretty much. I'm basically racing every weekend. Uh, if I'm not riding on my 400 my Simpsons Ninja 400 I'm out on the pit bikes or I've got a Bucci 190 as well so I'm playing on that basically every weekend as well especially throughout the winter um, but other than that we just have chill weekends do some different sports like netball I sometimes go out with my cousins and just enjoy it really and just basically race every week uh, How about any, any motocross? You've been training in motocross? Uh, I've done it once but then I like crashed and I flew myself in the air and I was all dirty and horrible some of that was like no never again and I just stuck to the track <laughs> well listen I know I I know my, my my son Bradley Smith I'm sure like if I said a couple words to him I'm sure he could give you a couple a uh, couple you know lessons and help you out <laughs> I've done flat tracking as well I like I, I like that and it's less muddy as well so I'll <laughs> definitely do that a lot more <laughs> so, so you don't like getting dirty Nah, well, I do, but I just don't like cleaning it afterwards. It takes too long. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so who's your favorite British uh, racer? Um, Jake Dixon, definitely. Really? My dad's hero as well. And who Who else? My, my dad's hero as well. Is it really? Yeah, he'd love to meet him. Like He literally said the other day he'd do anything to meet him. So maybe one day we'll have to make it happen. Are you guys going to go to Silverstone and meet him? Are you going to go to Silverstone? Uh, oh, we're going to go to Silverstone. Yeah. So. But. Who, what's your favorite track of all the tracks? Um, Probably Alton Park. Definitely. It's kind of like a track that I like because it's more up and down. It's like you've got to be brave, basically. And I like them types of tracks. I don't like Silverstone. I hate Silverstone. Why is that? Because especially, especially on the 400, because we only do the little track anyway. And it's literally just fifth gear everywhere, fifth and sixth gear everywhere. So I don't like that. I prefer like, where you're actually doing corners, basically, because there you just fly out. So you think you can beat people on the corner? That's why you like Alton Park? Yeah. Really? And, and is that your best thing? I mean, that, is that your your, your best asset? You yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, throughout the year, you can just see it, especially on the 400, that, like, I'm just, a, like, also not best on the corners, but I'm always, that's, like, my strong point, really. Yeah. Okay, so what is it going to take you to finally get like the uh, like a podium or the top step of the podium? Like, what do you have to step up to do? Like, are you going to get an elbow out? Maybe, hey, maybe you have to dive bomb somebody. I mean, it's going to come down to it. Yeah, that's it. Like we were talking about it yesterday. We watched all the race back and we were just like, I just need to be more aggressive, basically, because that's what's letting me down at the minute. I'm just not being as aggressive and then I'm just falling back at the start of the race and then I'm having to do all the work at the, at the end of the race and sometimes I just cut short like in Saturday's race where I just come short. 
Okay, now this is a sexist question, so I'm going to preface it by saying now it could be considered a sexist question. But you think that maybe that's the difference maybe between men and women in racing and road racing or whatever, that the aggressiveness, uh, aggressivism, is that a word, aggressive? Being aggressive, being aggressive, you think? Yeah. You think it is? Uh, sometimes. Like obviously, no one likes to admit, but you obviously don't like getting beat by a girl. And like some people in the, in my class, you can just tell, like some of the people just hate it. Like you get off track and you just hear the parents say, oh, like you shouldn't get beat by a girl or a girl just got in the top five. So you need to do that as well. And it's like, sometimes you're like, it's not really what you should hear. And sometimes it's horrible to hear, but I don't really let it affect me. Like I used to all the time, like in the mini bikes, I got called a cheat. Um, one of the times actually uh, my bike leaked oil around the track. So I was crying on the start of the like sidelines because I couldn't race because my bike was leaking oil or something. And like this person's dad just took a foot of me crying on the side of the track and I like, sent it around to like this group chat. Um, so like sometimes you get like that, but recently it's not been too bad. Like you don't really hear a lot of it anyway. Wow. That's, that's dirty. You take a picture of you and put it in a group yeah. chat. And, and what was the caption? What'd they say? Uh, I don't really know. It was like, um, I can't remember what he said. It was like Rainbow Road or something. Like it was quite funny, but like at the time it wasn't funny because like obviously we don't mean to drop oil everywhere and it was like not really our fault. Yeah, but but that's that's just kind of, that's kind of dirty because I mean, it's not really, yeah, it's not your fault and that's just a, it's a bike default. Anybody, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. It's happened to the best yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. send a, and send a picture of you and then put it in a group chat. Oh, that's dirty. That's dirty. I'm not. <laughs> so, 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 do, so do you have like a chip on your shoulder, you think, when you race? Like, is there, I mean, do you feel that chip? Uh, I used to a lot, but like recently, not too bad. But obviously, you still get the couple of boys. And I, in my class now, like, you can just tell that they do. Like, they're all like wanting to do the best, but they don't really they don't want you to be them at all but um i don't know affect me really obviously we've got a couple of girls in my class as well which we all just have to work together and do it for the girls really so it's weird because sometimes and this is the weird part even though you don't talk to them or this whatever you can feel that that animosity in a helmet or you're right they might not say anything ever say anything but you just feel it you feel yeah, that yeah. is it is it because they cut you off or is it or or just a certain I mean what is it how can you how can you feel that you, you can just I can just tell I don't know how or why but like you can just tell sometimes in their attitude that like it's like that whenever you do good they won't say anything but whenever they do better than you or you do bad they're always like saying something oh but, okay okay yeah so what influence does your parents have on you I know because you went I I, I got to kind of believe that you're kind of closer to your dad because of, you know, he kind of got you into racing in a way. So are you a daddy's girl, you think? It's safe to say? Um, I'm, pre- I'm probably both. Really? <laughs> I'm probably both. Okay. Yeah, a bit of both because they both come racing with me all the time and they're always supporting me no matter what and always want the best for me. So I think they, they both they both say they don't like it, but they definitely do. <laughs> you must drive them crazy, especially when you crash. That must just drive them crazy. Definitely, definitely. Oh my God! Okay, so I, I don't I don't know if I should ask this, but uh, so do you have a boyfriend or or a partner? I'm sorry, yeah. a partner. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful now. I'm sorry, you got to be careful to say partner nowadays. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So okay, yeah. So does does he race? Does he race? Uh no, he's actually um part of the team. So like oh. his dad runs the team. Oh, look at you. So his dad yeah. runs a team, man. Talk about nepotism. So you can't <laughs> so you can't get fired from the team. 
<laughs> so that, so how so how long you guys been going out? How long you guys been going out? How long? Mm, like <laughs> seven months, probably. Had to think then. <laughs> I think you're blushing. I can't tell, but I think you're blushing. I didn't. I didn't want to go there, but now that you told me, I'm like, uh oh, here we go. So, I, so how did that come about? Was like, okay, like I don't know, was it a long? Like uh, you guys talking racing, all of a sudden, hey, you want to? Yeah, pretty much. Really? It was just for free racing, really. Yeah. Yeah, like hey, with some fish and chips. Yeah, and the next thing you know, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> so, so is that difficult to maintain a relationship? Inside the team that you're on, is is it is that difficult? No, it's kind of easy to be fair. And it's just like we act just like at racing, like it's just normal, basically. So it's like kind of nice. Okay. Oh, well, good. For, does it help you like simmer down when you come off the all mad like a Sagittarius can be? Some sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> are you are you are you hard to be around uh, when you? Yeah, definitely, oh. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell, I can tell, I can tell. I think that's beautiful. So what then what are your over, overall overall life's goals? I mean, like you said, you picked up racing late, but obviously you love it. It's your passion. We talked about maybe, you know, realistically, maybe World Superbike, but you never know. You might get to slip in the Moto GP. Like what so what's your overall goals? Without putting, um, a, without putting a limit on it, without putting a limit on it, because Steve Harvey, I don't know if you know who Steve Harvey is. He always said, "Your dreams should be so big they scare you." Yeah, that, that definitely. Yeah, but I just want to just carry on having fun, get like the podiums that I want, and just from there, just see how it really goes. Obviously, racing's a hard sport. Like you, it's a lot of money involved, and who knows where it could lead up. Really. How about training wise? I know you train with Christian, right? Is it Christian Idion? Uh, I did a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I did a couple of times. Yeah, and, and wh- but I just kind of just stick to my own thing. And what what kind of training do you guys do? Because racers are always secretive about their training and what they do. They don't really show what they do. So, what kind of training is it? It's kind of different, really. It's either just like on your bike, really. Like cycling is the best for it. Like no matter what, like swimming, obviously using all your muscles, really, and then just weights really obviously on the 400 you don't really need to be strong but you need to be able to last the race and from the start to the end you need to be doing consistent lap times and be fit enough to do that walk me through a race weekend leading up to the race okay so what times what times your race usually start like say the first race what times race usually start (laughs) We like the last race, like five o'clock every day. Okay. <laughs> like so, five o'clock. so how do you plan that day? If it's a five o'clock race, so, you know, what time do you wake up? Do you eat a lot? Do you not eat? Do you just give me a snack, maybe a little bit of water? And then do you listen to music? How do you get into your head to get ready to the race? So obviously we had a five o'clock race this weekend. So like throughout the day, I just watched the racing and just like enjoyed it. Watched a couple of races, went on to the pit wall, like watched them, did the pit board, Went on track with my friends as well, um, obviously on the grid with them, just like relax for the day. And then like an hour before the session, like get ready, stretch, have a banana, have a drink. Uh, this weekend, we just got the speaker out and my team just played some music in our little awning that we had just to get ready. And we all just messed about really, um, then got ready and then just really go out. And then you're already hyped from like 
having fun with your friends. So it's always a positive. And this weekend, that was the first time we'd done it and that's the best results I've got. So I'm going to carry on doing that. Well, exactly. Like, it's weird because like so everybody's different. There's some people who are just, they're jokey, jokey, jokey. And then it's time to race, boom, they're good. And some people are dead serious until the race yeah. is over. And I was talking to Rocco Landers. Rocco Landers says, surprisingly, and when he's on the grid and he's getting ready to race, He's listening to pod, uh, history podcasts. That's how he gets into his race. So everybody's different. <laughs> so like when you're sitting on the yeah. grid getting ready to go, are you listening to music? Are you talking? Are you not talking? What are you doing? I just talk really. I just, we don't have that long on the grid, to be honest. We don't have as long as that, what other people have, but we just sit there. I try not to think about the race, obviously, because it would just like get me like not, I don't know what the word is, but like, I just tend to just talk to the people that are on the grid with me and just, Try not to focus about that until the actual start. So are you going to uni right now? Are you going to uni? Uh, I, I'm at work right now. I do like grandma's maintenance and stuff with my dad. You're at work? Yeah. Right now. What, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, grounds maintenance. So my dad works there as well. So I'm out all day doing everything that I possibly can. <laughs> Ground maintenance. Uh, for, for what? For who? Like for uh, businesses or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you, do you cut the yard? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I just, sometimes I wheelie the mowers and stuff like that. I have a bit of fun. <laughs> always competitive. Always competitive. Oh, that's yeah, great. Definitely. Okay, so now do you plan on going to school? What, I mean, like, yeah. Uh, I went college for like a couple of months, but then I got bored of it and then just wanted to earn money for racing, basically. And now I just earn my own money, put my money towards the racing and just get up every day just thinking about racing and the money that I'm getting for it. So you think maybe you can make a living from racing where, whereas like if you're not racing, maybe you can be somewhere on the team, maybe a team principal, maybe, a, you know, like, uh, yeah, just somewhere in, in racing. Do you think you can make a living? Yeah, that's what I want to do. Just everything's to do with racing for me. I just wake up every day and just like, I don't want to go to work. And I just think about the money for racing every time. So everything's always just revolving around racing. And I just, like anything about it, I just love a lot of times people think you have to be a well-rounded person to get through life. And sometimes I'm like, you know, that might be a little bit overrated. I always think I'm a firm believer. You follow your passion. And then I think you live a fulfilling life. If you follow your passion, you know, we're like, you know, nah, you should have other interests in this and that. And like, okay. Yeah. But it's a little overrated. There's people who are, you know, they're just like, they kind of just go through life. And it's almost like, you before 11, you know, before you got 11 years old, before you found motorcycles, like you said, you couldn't remember <laughs> because it maybe didn't matter or whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, bam, motorcycles, this is it. And now I can just tell when you're talking, this is your passion. So I just yeah. feel like maybe, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, following that one thing in life. And then it's like, okay, this is your path. And it can lead you other places. Like, who knows? Maybe yeah. eventually, like I said, you'll get to that next level in racing. Maybe you maybe you will race in, in Moto2 in the MotoGP category. Or maybe you will go to World Super Bike and you'll live in Europe. And who knows where that door open up to you. Because every door opens up. And no matter where you go, you meet people. They like you. They like your personality. Maybe you can get a job as doing whatever, whatever. So if you just follow your passion, I think you can get a job in racing, you know? Yeah, that's it. Like, obviously, I have a strong social media as well, which is always helpful. I'm always posting on there, getting people involved, and like everybody seems to love it. And I'm always that sort of type of person, just to always public, like make everything public. And it's just what people like to see. And at the end of the day, that's how I've got so many like sponsors and stuff, just because of the stuff that I'm posting. And it just looks like I'm 
like just shows that like I'm just showing how I am basically. And obviously people like that. No, it is because I, you know why? Because it's authentic. I mean, you post it and it's authentic. You're sure you're a real racer. You're not a poser. You're, you know, you're in it. And like I said, talking to you, I could just tell you can't wait to get the brand's hatch. I feel like, like I said, I feel like you're a boxer ready to take somebody's head off. So you can feel that passion. And I think that's why, because you're authentic. And I always, you were always on the radar to have on this show. And I just couldn't, and, and, but I just couldn't get around to you if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. I, I got to get this girl on. I got to get this girl on. And so, and it's kind of ironic that I had you on right after I had the woman from the Angeles uh, Women in Sport Management. And, and I dropped your name to her. I'm not just Whistling Dixie. I've dropped your name to her. And I really think that there's a, uh, I, I tell people all the time, this is the best time to grow up. I don't care how negative people yeah. talk, people older talk negative. It's the best time because now it's wide open for ever, almost everything, especially for women now. I think the doors are wide open yeah. and you got to bust through them and just, and, and, and just take what you want. Yeah, like women in sport has become a big thing now, especially with this new women's championship. That team that he was on about a minute ago, obviously it's an all-female team basically in MotoGP and that's like something that you'd never think would happen, would you really? So it's definitely, as you say, like it's a really good time for the women in sport and definitely a good thing for me as well, which I'm looking forward to seeing what this new women's championship is about and obviously hopefully be a part of that. I mean, they've been around for two years and now they have a rider who's, uh, fourth in the championship, and iron- yeah. ironically, it's a dude. The two writers are men on all women's team, which I think is funny. But still, he's <laughs> fourth place in Mono Three, and and I just think what they're doing is monumental, and that's what made me think. I saw, you know, who you have. Uh, like I said, yeah, Lissy is the teammate, and then I saw, you know, I had other writers on, and I just really think though that now that how women are coming up, I think. It's the best time ever, and I think that that you have a place on that team. For some reason, I'm thinking of you on that team, and I'm, I'm picturing you in Moto Three. I really, I think you have the the temperament and the aggressiveness. I'm making words up, but to be aggressive, <laughs> don't make fun of me, Wyatt. Don't make fun of you. Make fun of me. I know, but no, you do, and I, I, I just think, I just really think this is your time to shine. Yeah, obviously that's the aim. Hopefully, just to get my name out there. Really, obviously, this new thing could be a massive thing for me, and in general for women in the support in the sport but no definitely be something I would want to be a part of and definitely see what it's about what's the most nervous you've ever been and how do you calm your nerves before a race what's the most nervous for some reason like there's always that you can't pinpoint it but like wow I don't know why I feel really nervous before this race or whatever and how do you calm those nerves uh, to be fair, it's probably before every race. Like when I'm sat on the grid ready for that like practice start, it's always I'm always nervous then and it's just like I'm just trying to think what I can do and I think it just makes it worse sometimes when you just try to think about it too much. Yeah. And you're like, I shouldn't be thinking about this, I just should just get the start over with because obviously after the start it's fine, like you just race and you don't know what to expect, you don't know what's gonna happen. So you just have to play it like how it's gonna come. But yeah. not I don't really try get too nervous, but obviously you can't stop nerves. Yeah. Do you do any yoga or anything or maybe meditate? No, I don't do that. Man. Maybe I should. I think you should. I think it'd help. <laughs> I think it'd help with your, uh, with your temper, you know? <laughs> Definitely. I think it, it would. would. Yeah. If you just kind of, I mean, sit still. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you just kind of mentally go, um, I think it'll help you. I'll be bored in five seconds. I always do. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I couldn't have done yoga when I was 19. I mean, I was, I mean, I, I'm hyper now. So you can imagine what I was like when I was your age. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I get on people's nerves now. I can imagine what I was like with 19. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, so what do your parents do? Like, what does your dad, uh, mom and dad do for a living? Obviously my dad does the same as me. He's a supervisor for the, for, it's called, the business is called Norse. And then my mum works like with the council. So she's like the ranger. So she looks after the town and does all that sort of stuff. Oh, and you're from, is it Daventry? Yeah. 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 How big is it? How big is your town? Um, it's quite big, but nothing like what's over there. So, well, you don't know. I mean, I might be in a small town. You don't know where I'm at. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> last, last thing I'm going to do is tell you, because I don't want you coming over beating me up, <laughs> being how aggressive you are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you finding where I live. Like, hey, there's an English girl out here, and she is pissy. Yeah, I don't want you coming after me, girl. <laughs> so, all right. So, man, I... I I have a great time talking to you. I think you're going to be great. I really do. I want you to win a championship. I think you can be top five. I was looking at everything you did, and I remember the guy saying, I think it was, you're on a little spotlight for the BBC, I think it was, and he goes, you're definitely the strongest female racer out there, like physically strong. Yeah. Physically strong. And do you do, do, do anything for that, or you just was born that way? Um, I don't really know. I'm just, I don't know. It's, I think it's just because the position I'm in right now, obviously there's, uh, I think there's like nine girls in my class or something like that this year. And then I'm at the top of it right now. And hopefully I can be at the top of it to give me a best chance for whatever this girls championship is. However, they're going to decide who's going to be in it. So obviously I'm just trying to be the best on the grid, but of course also that as well. So. When's the last time you doubted yourself doing a race? Like where you were like, huh? Or you had to give yourself a big, big, a bigger than usual pep talk. Always. I'm always down myself. Really? Why is that? Uh, I don't really know. Obviously, when I start winning, I probably won't. But at the minute, I always do. Because obviously, you always want to be winning or at least on the podium. Is it now? Is it a mental thing now that now that you've gotten that close, is it a mental thing? Like, why? what about what I got to do to win? Yeah, definitely. It was a lot better in the second race because I knew in the first race that um, I snapped and that I was so close to it that I knew I could do it. It was just a couple of little mistakes I just need to fix and ready for brands and hopefully I can do it then. Okay. Are you going to do it in brands? Are you going to? Yeah, I will. Is it, when is brand? This weekend? Uh, next weekend. Next weekend, I think. I think for now, I'm in town, so I might download that. I mean, I might get on the website and watch you race. Maybe you know, I might get my lazy ass up early and watch and watch <laughs> you race. My race is at like on Saturday. It's at like six o'clock our time. So oh well, I should be up by then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Sunday it's at like five o'clock as well. So yeah, I should be up. And I'll, I'll cheer you on. I won't text because I don't want to. You know, I want you to be in your good headspace. I want you to be in a good. After the race, when I get up for you, you can. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's that's the way I want to hear you talk. That's the way I want to hear you talk after you get a podium. Good for you. And if you have to get those elbows out, get those elbows out. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. So before we get out of here, I want you to give me top of the head, top of the head now, top five okay. British racers in your mind, top of the head. Don't think, just tell me. No particular order, top five British racers of all time in your mind. Um, God, um, obviously Jake Dixon's one of them. Obviously the people at British are like Sam Lowe's. Uh, I don't really know. Um, 
obviously Scott's doing good so far. Scott Ogden and my GP is doing like pretty good to be honest. I love Scott. You obviously Scott. he's a fun <laughs> yeah, he's fun. You've he's- obviously got like the younger riders that are coming up, like Casey O'Gorman, like people for example like that. Um I don't really know. Oh come that's on. That's my four. That that's your, no, gotta get one more. You gotta give me one more. Um I don't know. Um, Come on, give me one. Of all the British riders. I mean, it needs to be past and present. Uh, obviously, Cal Crutchlow, but that doesn't really count anymore because he doesn't really race no more. Well, I, I said past and present, so yeah. I mean, I was, okay, yeah. All I, right, okay. I, see, I got to ask somebody like you because you're young, so I know you wouldn't go too far <laughs> back. Because if you don't know the Brady Bunch, then you wouldn't go too far, too far back. No, nah, <laughs> that's as far as I go. Well, I, here's what I want you to do, and don't call me old, but I want you to, from here, when we get off the phone, I want you to Google the Brady Bunch and Google Jan Brady, <laughs> and that's who you are. Okay, hello. Oh, I'll okay. do that. I want you to do that, and then you hit me back and go, okay, I understand what you're talking about now, because you now, because <laughs> you, you have no idea. You're thinking, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then I want you, after we get off of here, Google Brady Bunch, watch it and go, ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Chloe Jones, God damn it! I had a great time talking to you. I knew I would, but I, I appreciate and I apologize for uh, hitting you up on a race weekend. I really do. <laughs> so I knew you were gonna get your headspace, and I'm like, and it, it was weird because I kind of, I don't know if it was just me, but I kind of felt you getting pissed off when you answered. Like, no, I definitely not. Okay, okay, definitely not. I'm just checking to make sure. Well, listen, good luck in Brands Hatch. I, I. I'm going to say it right now. You say it, but I'm going to say it right now. You're going to get a win. You're not, you're not going to just get a podium. You're going to get a win, and you're going to finish <laughs> in the top five before the season's over. And we're going to we're gonna pinky promise here on the air. Okay? Okay. Deal. Oh, yeah. There you go. Got it. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell your fans before we get out of here? Uh, just thank everyone for the support. Thank my mom and dad, my team, SimSeries, for everything, and all my sponsors, really, that have got me here because, of course, I'll – I wouldn't be here without them all. So, and obviously, yourself for allowing me on the show. Oh, look at you. No one's <laughs> ever said that before. She goes, I actually uh, thank you for having me on the show. No one's. Ha- Is this your first podcast? Uh, I've done a couple before, but nothing like this one, no. Oh, look at her. She goes, nothing like this. <laughs> Man, she's, <laughs> she's good. She- <laughs> Chloe, you're great. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much, baby. I, but you know what? You don't need that. You're going places. I mean that. You are. <laughs> I can just tell you're great to talk to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get you fired, even though your dad runs the company. I don't want to get you fired. So, <laughs> listen. Good, good luck with this season, and thank you so much for being a, a guest. You. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. That's Chloe Jones. Follow her, Chloe Chloe Jones Racing on Instagram. You will be a believer in her. And like I say about this time, you know the word. Pain.